Do you want to maximize your success with NCUA? Join Mark Trichel as he shares with you the insider's view on passing your exam with Flying Colors. The With Flying Colors podcast is sponsored by Credit Union Exam Solutions by Mark Trichel. If you would like to work directly with the Credit Union Exam Solutions team and receive support to optimize your results with NCUA so you save time and money, visit us at marktrichel.com to find out more. Hey, Mark Treichel, and this is a special edition of With Flying Colors, what I call a quick take. So the NCUA board meeting met today, May 26th. The meeting went for less than an hour, and that was because there was only one topic. It was the insurance share insurance fund briefing for March 31, 2022. A little bit of history on the share insurance fund briefings. Anybody know when those may have started? Well, the answer to that was they started when Dennis Dollar was chairman. And that was about 20 years ago. There was a period of at least one board meeting where Dollar was the only board member. Debbie Matz and Joanne Johnson had not yet been appointed. And there was discussions about whether Dollar could vote as the sole board member on a proposed or final regulation and whether or not he should, even if he had those authorities. But a discussion that came out of that was the topic of these board briefings that you see on the agenda quite a bit today. So the first board briefing of that type was a share insurance fund briefing and they became very popular in the industry and at NCUA and they've happened every quarter since. So that's a little bit of NCUA trivia for you. The discussion on the insurance fund was pretty benign, essentially that the insurance fund's in a good place. They then shift into, after they talk about those stats of you know where the, where the insurance fund is at statistically, they go into the CAMEL ratings. And even on the CAMEL ratings, CAMEL ratings are um, surprisingly low. They even mentioned that the CAMEL ratings as a, in code three, fours, and fives, as a percentage of shares are at all time lows since the 1980s. So there's nowhere for those to go, but up uh, with rates going up with the potential of a recession, recessions always lead to a worsening camel ratings. The pendulum is probably ready to start uh, moving. Uh, The board talked about that concept as well. And again, with rates going up, with a potential recession, we could be seeing that down the road. Now, specifically regarding to rates in a rising rate environment, this was probably uh, one of my biggest takeaways from everything that was said in the meeting. Chairman Harper made the statement that NCUA is working on guidance for examiners on how to work with credit unions in a rising interest rate environment. That's positive. This is impacting credit unions balance sheets and it's impacting credit unions net economic value. And it's clear that NCUA management is aware that it would be good to get guidance out. The guidance uh, is always helpful to get consistency across examiners and across regions. And I think that's a positive that management is wanting to make sure that there's not an overreaction to rates rising. So that was a big takeaway and a very positive takeaway from this board meeting. Board member Kyle Hauptman mentioned that he recently learned that one half of NCUA examiners were not here during the housing crisis in 08 and 09. And that means a lot. A lot of those examiners are new and have not dealt with uh, a, a recession, which leads to um, more problems at credit unions and reads, can lead to more challenging examinations. 
a lot of these examples, when that happens, we'll be going through that for the first time. And that that is a learning curve for them. And that is something that can trickle into credit unions. Uh, by the way, if, if that happens to you and you need any assistance with that, you can reach out to us here and pick our brain on, on how to mitigate any risk of having challenges from your examiner. All right. So the other thing that they talked about is NCUA is looking at their investment policy as it relates to the insurance fund and that they're going to be moving out to a 10-year ladder, which makes sense uh, from a you know 10,000 foot level. When rates go up, it makes a little bit more opportunity for NCUA to make a little bit longer term investments and capitalize on the fact that there's some earnings there, spread the ladder out so that the insurance fund makes a little bit more money because they have to hold a maturity. As they say, you cannot time the market. That was brought up by a couple or all three board members. They talked about the fact that the insurance fund cannot time the market. And if you try and time the market, you lose, but it's really not. When you're insurance, when you are an insurance fund and you have restrictions on what you can invest in, the reality is they can increase the ladder so that they can take advantage of where rates are now. And I think that's a, a wise move. They're talked about, they're gonna be taking a look at their policy and we'll brief the industry down the road if they're gonna do anything else relative to that. There was a discussion about the fact that there are very few losses in credit unions right now. And a loss doesn't mean a credit union has lost money. A loss means NCUA had to pay funds to make a credit union go away. They referenced the fact that the losses that are occurring are in fraudulent type credit unions. Uh, they reference that they try and have, they try and learn from that, whether the inspector general does a, a review of that and, and leads to guidance to NCUA saying, hey, this is why this fraud happened. You might want to tweak your exam procedures or a region doing a, what they call a postmortem. But there's also a reference to the fact that NCUA is still mostly offsite, that once they go back on site more, there's the possibility that they will find more fraud. And I, I think it's more than a possibility. I think that's a reality uh, that there's no doubt situations that are being uh, taken advantage of because because of the offsite posture. It's just that's just human nature. All right. Another general observation is to me that the board seems to be working together very well. You know, the collegial nature of this discussion, although it wasn't a vote, you could tell that they're getting their sea legs. They're working together every month that they have together. You can tell that their, their, their meetings and their cooperation seems to be, in my opinion, at all-time highs. All right. So they also made reference to a letter to credit unions on the use of distributed ledger technologies. What are distributed Letter Ledger Technologies or DLT. It's the same as Block. And all three board members seem to be very interested in fintech. They put this letter to credit unions out there to establish principles relative to the ways this can be used legally for federally insured credit unions, all of which is very positive. And again, I see all three board members being very supportive, not positioning credit unions or positioning credit unions in a way that they can reasonably take care of opportunities in the infancy of all this new fintech. And so the letters out there, I'll put it in my show, show links. I don't have a whole lot more to say relative to that other than when Rodney Hood, board member Rodney Hood was speaking to this. He also worked in that this is great, but I am looking for a fintech rule to make its way to us sooner than later. So that was another big takeaway is that that I think Rodney Hood has, I believe, 
the August after this August. So August 23 is when his term is up. I think he's got some things on his to-do list that he'd like to see get done. And one of them, he put a marker out there, the FinTech rule that he'd like to see to make it easier for credit unions uh, to enter into the FinTech arena. Lastly, so I observed this board meeting. You can watch it and it, it's enjoyable for me to, to, to see it and listen to it. I'll just make an observation. All three board members are in separate rooms in the NCUA board meeting, and they're in their own rooms doing their own recording. The NCUA staff are in their own rooms. And I think if, I'm hoping that it is soon time that they can get into the same room. I'm hoping that it is soon time that they can invite the credit union world to, to be face to face um, with the NCUA board for live board meetings. And in a world when we see that, that conferences are happening and staff are going out to these conferences, NCUA board members are going out to these conferences face-to-face, it makes me wonder why they still find a need to be in separate rooms for these meetings. And maybe, maybe after summer, they'll come back. I don't know. But every board meeting, I'm hopeful that when I look, I'll see that they're back in the same in the same room, and maybe that'll be June. All right, that's it. Uh, I hope you uh, enjoyed this quick take, and I'm going to get this posted here quickly so that it's fresh as it relates to this board briefing. And hopefully also in June, maybe there'll be some other action items or other briefings that I can report out to you uh, later next month. Thanks for your time. I appreciate you listening. And this is Mark Treichel signing off with Flying Colors. Thank you for joining us on this episode of With Flying Colors. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app to hear future episodes where subject matter experts of all varieties will provide tips on how to achieve success with NCUA. If you would like to learn more about how we assist credit unions, check out our services at marktreichel.com. 